0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives, and we're here with Cliff Schrock, who you're a teacher at Sharon Manette Bible Institute, mm-hmm. and you do a class on non-resistance, or, mm-hmm. or how you know, Anabaptists approach the concept of, of non-violence. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's really based on Jesus' saying, you know, love your enemies, turn the other cheek, those things. Can you just give us a really brief overview of what we mean when we use the term non-resistance and what kind of situations do we feel that Jesus is addressing when he says those things?
1: First of all, we should clarify that it's different than classical pacifism in, in the sense that we don't think that the government should not go to war or that there's no place for capital punishment and those sorts of things that are more a part of classical pacifism. Non-resistance, like you said, is drawn. The term is drawn primarily out of the Sermon on the Mount: "Resist not evil." And it, but it does encompass all of the believer's life, mm-hmm. not just the believer's private life, but all of a believer's life. So whether he's in in business or in church or if he w- was involved in some sort of government. Uh, job or government responsibility it still encompasses all of his life mm-hmm. a christian's life is to be a unified life not split into here's my secular life and here's my following christ so we follow mm-hmm. christ in all of our lives so that's what we what we mean with non-resistance that term non-resistance in basically every situation that we encounter mm-hmm. It's we all, follow those teachings yeah we we follow the teachings of Jesus in in all areas of our lives again do we do that perfectly probably not sure. but that's that's the call that's the vision to be like Christ and mm-hmm. to live that calling in every area of our lives every situation that we encounter
0: a lot of people seem to think well that just means you don't go to war which that's true but it, it is a lot more than that
1: that's the most publicly obvious part of it. Yeah. But it's definitely much more than it. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. A way of living mm-hmm. our relationships.
0: So the the biggest thing with with non resistance is that it, it sounds kind of negative. Like it's defined by the things mm-hmm. that we don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't go to war. We don't you know, we do you know, we when someone strikes us, we don't strike back. Even the term itself, non resistance, is a using a negative of something. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Like, that, that's not really what Jesus was saying, was it? I mean, it's not defined by what we don't do, is it?
1: Well, it's an interesting observation because the last time I taught this class, we talked a good bit about that terminology mm-hmm. and is there—is there better terminology to use. And some of the students didn't really like that non-resistance terminology because of what you described, kind of, mm-hmm. it's what we don't do. We didn't really come to a good conclusion on what to replace it with. One possible replacement would be radical love.
0: Ah, I like that.
1: Because that's really what we are called to do. To love our neighbor. Mm -hmm. To love our enemies. Um, And and that becomes proactive. That becomes something we do. And it also takes us far beyond simply passive non-resistance. Just backing out of the situation, and Jesus did not call us to simply back out of the situation and and walk away. He called us to do more than that. He called us to give a drink of cold water, to yeah,
0: yeah. keep coals of
1: fire yeah. on their head.
0: Well, in that in, in that like the thing with non-resistance, there are you know some things where yeah we are you know we won't re- resist some things but there's plenty of things in the christian life that we will stand against too mm-hmm. you know like someone attempting suicide or someone attempting to take someone else's life we're not going to pass it what we're non-resistant we won't resist you know we would mm-hmm. do something to help and yeah i've always kind of wondered about that term it doesn't seem to really encapsulate what this is and so like this episode hope you know we'll probably call this positive non-resistance because uh, I, don't, I don't know really another way to call it, but it's a positive thing. It's not mm-hmm. something that we don't do. Um, yeah, I, I really like the one radical love, because that is what Jesus called us to.
1: Yeah, like you said, sometimes when we use the term non-resistance, we think we shouldn't resist evil. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's been taken that way, and, and people have lived that way. Hmm. And, and sometimes we've become too much the quiet in the land. That's a, a label that we've been given. The quiet in the land, yeah. And and that's not all bad. But sometimes it's gone too far, and we haven't gotten in the way of evil. The the principles of non-resistance shape how we get in the way of evil. Mm-hmm. As followers of Christ and, and attempting to implement his the principles he gives us in Scripture, we don't pet- petition, we don't protest, picket, you know, try to force. Our agenda, or force, uh, force the government or other people to do what we want them to do. We can appeal. We can we pray. But it, it shapes how we go about approaching those kinds of interventions.
0: And because a lot of people, their argument is, well, we need to get in the way of evil, so let's go to war and stop, you know. Terrorists or something mm-hmm. from killing innocent people, which that right. that's awful. What terrorists do, um, but yeah, I let you know the the thing of non-resistance does encapsulate the the boundaries that we have set for how we will get in the way of people. Um, and some people do seem to take it too far. Like, what's the line? What's the what's the practical way that we can live this out day to day and still be Christ-like and still have an impact on the world around us?
1: So first, couple of scriptures where Jesus talks about the principles of non-resistance. The first one is Jesus from Matthew chapter 5, where he says, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you, and persecute you. In doing that, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. So in, in doing those things, we become like our father, which is really what the Christian life is all about. Yeah. So practical life, what does that look like? Well, I think it starts in, at home, in our home relationships. Mm-hmm. We, we attempt to teach our children to do that, to not hit back, you know, to do something nice that's, instead. That's hard. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's yeah. hard. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. natural. It goes across our natural grain. And as, as believers and as Christians, we're empowered by the Spirit to respond in those sorts of ways. It's not natural to do these things. Well, we all encounter these kinds of situations, even within the Christian body. Sometimes people do things that hurt us. So how do we respond when we're not invited to the birthday party? How do we respond? Christ would call us to respond with grace,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with love, with blessing, to give the benefit of the doubt, to believe in their goodwill, instead of to respond with evil, to respond in kind. Well, she didn't invite me to the birthday party, so I'm not going to invite her to the birthday party. Or mm-hmm. well, they went out with ice cream without me. So it's those practical things that we face every day. It's not just, well, what are you going to do when the madman comes into our, your house with a gun and he's going to kill your whole family? How w- will you respond? That's the classic question. What are you going to yeah. do? Are you just going to sit back and let him do it? hmm well, that's, that's a hypothetical question. Yeah. But what about the real questions? The real situations that we yeah. do face every day? Yeah. Hmm. Another passage is Paul writing in Romans 13. Romans 12, rather. the end The end of Romans chapter 12. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. So very practical, what if somebody wins the, the prize that you wanted or they get the gift that you wanted or they have the dress fabric that you always wanted? Mm-hmm. Practical, do we respond with envy, jealousy, harsh words, cynicism or do we respond with joy? Rejoice with those that rejoice. Or what about when somebody we don't really like, something negative happens to them? Do we give way to the urge to say, well, kind of serve them, right? Or, you know, feel, feel that little bit of satisfaction that he got what he deserved it. Or do we weep with those that weep? Be of the same mind one toward another. If he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So the New Testament vision of Christ for his kingdom followers is is not to overcome evil with bullets and bombs. He wants to overcome evil with good with kindness, with love. Again, another example of something very practical, something like settling in a state, or what if Mm. there's conflicts in the estate? Somebody wanted the same things, or somebody claims this was owed to them, whatever. As a Christian, this affects, the, the principles of non-re, non-resistance affect those relationships mm-hmm. because it's about the fabric of our lives. It's about all that we are to live love and non-resistance, to live grace, to live mercy, mm-hmm. to live forgiveness. To forgive as God forgave us,
0: it all comes back to doing it how Jesus lived His life, full of grace mm-hmm. and truth. But you know, Jesus was incredibly merciful, obviously,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's that's the Christian's example. You know, uh, wow, yeah, I love I love how you're taking this from this big big picture concept of these teachings of Jesus and bringing it down to. know every day we're faced with some of this stuff I know a lot of a lot of my friends or some people that I would know would would think of non-resistance only in the context of well we don't go to war which is true but it's so much bigger than that Mm -hmm. and it's also much more difficult too you know in a way
1: you you mentioned um, what did you say about taking following the mind of Christ
0: Mm, yeah Yeah, you
1: you mentioned that it's about following the the mind of Christ and trying to be like him.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Again, that's what discipleship is. That's what Christian is, little Christ. Mm-hmm. But Jesus wasn't only mercy. He's also truth. And he's also justice. So so Jesus does want us to speak truth. He does want us to confront sin when it needs to be confronted. And Jesus is justice. But it's also clear from this passage here in Romans chapter 12 that he is the one who who wants to retain that that authority of justice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Vengeance is his, he will repay. God will repay there is there is justice so in an atheistic worldview there's really no ultimate justice Hmm. because Hitler dies and he's dead and gone like a dog Mm -hmm. and there's he escaped justice but in a Christian worldview there is always justice either the individual will face justice at the end of life, or Christ paid the penalty of the justice. Christ met the justice. Mm-hmm. And and then Jesus when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. in the New Testament vision, Christ's vision, He does not call His followers, His children, to be the ministers of justice. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be ministers of truth and grace, and he is the minister of justice. Vengeance is his, he will ultimately make it right. And interestingly enough, here in this passage in Matthew, in Romans 12, where he's calling us to to not be the ministers of justice, and vengeance is his and we are to not to recommend Pence to evil, evil for evil. Mm -hmm. Immediately following that, he talks about the role of the state in the beginning of chapter 13. And they are the ministers of justice. They don't bear the sword in vain. And then following that, he again comes back in in verse 10 of Romans 13, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So he's talking about love. He's talking about how we respond to to evil in our lives. He is the minister of, God is the minister of justice. The state is his minister of justice within this, this world. But then he comes back around and says, it's not our call to do that. We are called to love and love is the fulfilling of the law
0: that makes a lot of sense yeah so we have a very high calling yes yeah (laughs) that is such a much more complete picture of of what we mean by the doctrine of non-resistance and and it, it really saddens me that a lot of people misunderstand it i really like the phrase radical love i think that sums it up nicely
1: part of the reason people are some are abandoning the the principles because they don't understand it.:
0: Yeah, maybe so. Do you have anything else you want to add?
1: I think the summary of of this, as well as the the session uh, about simplicity, is it's about following the principles of Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know look at the word. Study the word. You don't have to go by what we say or what we teach at SMBI or something like that. Look at the Word. See what it says. And let it speak to your life. And follow Christ.
0: That's what it's all about. Thank you again, Cliff, for doing another episode with us. Thank you all for watching. And. Uh, Yeah, we put out new videos every week, so if there's something you'd like to see us cover, let us know. We'll do our best to to make an episode on it, uh, because we want to hear from you. Um, Yeah, what did you think of what Cliff shared? Uh, Let us know in the comments, and um, we'll see you guys in the next video. Thank you for listening to Anabaptist Perspectives. Your listening and sharing this with friends helps more people find our episodes. A special thanks to all of you who support Anabaptist Perspectives financially. We are here because of you. If you haven't had the chance to give yet this year, would you consider making a year-end donation? You can donate on our website or by check. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Anabaptist Perspectives. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We invite you to join our monthly partner program. Monthly partners are key to the financial sustainability of Anabaptist Perspectives. Partners also gain access to bonus content, including our exclusive podcast where we respond to audience questions and comments. Sign up at AnabaptistPerspectives.org.